0: Welcome to Element, the student ministry of Third City Christian Church. To find out more, go to thirdcityc.org students. The first night of Element, I figured the best thing that we could possibly do is talk about what the heck Element is at all, right? Right? Let's, let's cover some bases. Because some of you are walking in these doors going, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. My parents just dropped me off. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of you guys here. Um, there's some of you that your friends just drug you along and said, hey, it's cool. Trust me. There's, like, loud music, and they make some pretty cool video. So you drug them in. You know, they, we, so here we are. We're at Element. There are three things. There are three pillars, three essential pieces to what makes element, element. There's, there's so many parts to it, but I wanted to boil it down to this. Element is not about you coming and just like listening to me talk and going, Parker, you did a great job. It's not coming and, and slapping fives to Josh and saying, wow, you're so great. At that. It's, it's about connecting with Jesus. We are a Jesus community and that is the first pillar is community. This is a place for you and we want this to be a place specifically for you. So many areas in your life. I think of your school. um, I think of your activities. I even think of home sometimes, the internet. You are a pretending and putting on a show everywhere. Do do you feel that? When you walk into school, you're like, I have to put on a personality. Or when you walk onto the field, you're like, I have to perform to a certain expectation, or I will get laughed at today. You feel like you're putting on a show everywhere you go. When you walk through these doors on a Wednesday night, I don't want you to put on a show anymore. I want this to be a place for you. I don't want this to be a place where you have to pretend to be something. I want this to be a place for you. And second in that in that pillar of community, we have some incredible, wise, time-tested people who are gonna walk with you through this adventure called life. They're called Element Coaches. They're some of the finest people I have ever met on this planet and I love doing ministry with them. And they love you so much that they would give a Wednesday night away from their family to come here and listen to you. I know in so many areas of you guys' lives, nobody listens. They're here to listen, and they're here to walk with you, and they're here to pray with you. Their main goal, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to show you all our secrets. Their main goal as a coach is to make you feel known, valued, and loved. And I was praying over this message this week, and I thought, man, this might be the only place for some of you where you actually feel known. This could be the only place for some of you where you actually feel valued. This could be the only place for some of you that you actually feel loved. But I'm thankful that you have a place. That is what Element is all about, is creating a place for you to have community. And then just the reminder of the community guidelines, don't be a jerk and we'll be good. If you're gonna be here, be here. I love this first night. Because I can see so many eyeballs not on your cell phones. That fades as the year goes on. Right now is incredible how locked in you guys are. Praise God for that. Praise God. Be here. The second pillar of element that makes it what it is, is worship. And that's a churchy word, but it's basically devotion. It's it's giving yourself to something, giving your whole heart to something. And a lot of us, even if we don't know who this Jesus guy is, we just walked in here, we still worship. You still worship something. Everybody worships something, whether it's God or whether it's football or show choir or grades or games, like whatever it is, we all worship. Maybe it's money for you. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's what college you're going to, your accolades, your achievements. Everybody worships something, but element exists to take that worship dial and tune it back into the God of the universe. Because I know you're human, and I'm human too, and my worship gets messed up. I start worrying about things that I don't need to worry about. I start putting things in the God seat that don't belong there, and I've got to worship, I've got to devote myself to God to tune that dial back into the source of it all. That's what Wednesday nights are for. I can't promise you a whole lot, but I can promise you that if you show up here consistently, we will help you turn that dial back. I promise. That's the whole reason we're here. And the next piece of that worship pillar is that I want you to bring your real self. I don't, I, I, I don't care for fake hands in the air during worship, but I love a devoted heart to God during worship. I love a true, authentic self in worship. I love a true, authentic self walking through those doors that this is a safe enough place for you that you can walk in and not have a smile on your face. And not pretend like everything is okay. And you still feel known, valued, and loved here. That's worship. Is you bringing your true, authentic self. And then worshiping your face off (laughs) in the middle of that. And the last piece, this last pillar of element that makes it what it truly is, is risk. Element is risky business. Because you are walking in here taking the risk that Jesus is who he says he is. Or maybe, and I love you people, maybe you walk into this room taking a risk even showing up at a church anymore because you or your family have been hurt. And I wanna honor you in that and say I'm sorry and thank you for giving us a second chance. And some of, some of you walk in here not even caring who this whole Jesus guy is. You're just here because someone drug you along or you got nowhere else to be. But you're risking walking through those doors and I honor that and I respect you for that. And so in that, I ask that you respect us in return. When we're trying to communicate to you, when your small group is trying to dig into content, just like we respected you when you walk in those doors, we expect that same respect back. That mutual respect that'll help us take this risk together. And the last piece of that risk is that you're walking in here possibly for the first time allowing someone to know you isolation is incredible and it is rampant I think, a, I think a survey was taken a decade ago I was listening to a podcast where a simple question was asked it was how many people know you deeply and the most common answer was five the most common answer in 2018 was zero our peers the people who we walk this planet with answered that question zero people know me Isolation's painful maybe you're taking a risk to be known here Second risk that you're taking, though, is also caring for another person. Chances are you're going to be in a small group with someone else who's hurting. And you have an opportunity here at Element to care for that person. And sometimes we can't fix things in our life, we can't find a peace until we start looking outward to help someone else. You also have that opportunity here. So, this is a place of community, this is a place of worship of jesus not of not of fancy videos drums of of good speakers whatever it is it's a it's a worship place of jesus and we take risks here and we talk about hard things and we talk about doubts and we answer hard questions and we're not afraid of them because god's not afraid of them however i have to make this so clear tonight all of this is wasted and all of this means nothing if we don't have love Jesus you are love Um, we look to you and we see what love is we see who love is we see how love is played out how it is in action not a feeling I pray tonight I'm just a man uh, just learning from you and what you're teaching me help me teach my friends what you're teaching me Uh, give me the words that are yours and I pray for the hearts in here tonight that need to know um, that love is real and that love is a person, and that love is Jesus. And for people in here who who are just feeling lost, feeling like their life has gotten sloppy this summer, I pray that you speak specifically to them. It's in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Okay, so you watched this video, and you saw that love wasn't necessarily a feeling. It didn't talk about warm fuzzies, did it? What did it talk about? Actions. It talked about things that love does. Did you see that? So tonight we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, incredible verse or chapter of scripture. And what's happening in this book is a church has been planted. Paul, a guy who was called out by Jesus to go plant churches and spread the gospel to people who had never heard the gospel before, to plant churches. And he planted this church. It's young. It's reckless. It's, it's youthful. It's got a lot of energy. Reminds me a lot of element. And, uh, <laughs> and, and this church, new in its, in, its, in its energy and its, its youth and all that stuff, had such talented people in it. Incredibly gifted people, just like I see in front of me. Incredibly talented students. It had smart people, knowledgeable people. And I look at you guys, smart, capable. There's so much potential in front of me right now. And at the same time, they were losing message. They were losing mission. They were getting off on different tangents that were destroying relationships. And they were living sloppy, and they had lost what they had found originally. And so Paul is writing saying, hey, clean this up. Hey, don't forget the cross. The whole reason we're in this, he says in the first or second chapter, he goes, hey, the whole reason I'm here is I'm talking about Jesus and him crucified. I'm not talking about your feelings. I'm not talking about what you think is right and wrong. I'm talking about Christ crucified and what that does to our lives. That's what I'm talking about. And so you see in chapter 13, he's finally gotten through the, hey, you're getting this, you're off on this. Hey, straighten up on this. And in chapter 13, he finally goes, here's the secret. Here is how you actually do this the correct way. Here is the most excellent way to live. How many of you, when you go and you walk up uh, at McDonald's or Starbucks, you look at the menu and you go, and all of a sudden the whole world just starts spinning and you're like, I've... Totally forgotten what kind of food I like and what I'm going to order. And and you're with a friend and you just go, hey, you just order for me, okay? And you back up. Do you have, are there people out there that do that? Yes. Okay. So here's what happens. Wouldn't you love to know the best thing on the menu? Like, why don't they just tell you? Why don't they just come out and tell you and just you cut, cut, the, cut the whole charade, right? Like, let's say I buy a tent. Someday I'm going to go camping. The day hasn't come. Let's say I, build, <laughs> I buy a tent and I'm going to put this thing together. I want to know the most excellent way to build that tent because I don't want it to rain on me, right? How many of you, no matter what you get in the box, you take out the instructions and you read it? Raise your hand. You nerds, I love it. I do the same thing. Because here's why, here's why. People make fun of me, Josh makes fun of me, but here's why. I want to use that thing the most excellent way. I want the most bang for my buck. So if someone came to you and was telling you, hey, life, the way you're living is sloppy, the way that you're trying to go about this thing is sloppy, here's the most excellent way. Would you listen? Here's the most excellent way. That's how he starts. I'm going to tell you the most excellent way. If I speak in tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Your words are empty when they don't have love in them. I think of the words that we say just to get our way. I think of the words that we say to manipulate people. I think the words that we say to build ourselves up, but we're all talk no show. I think of the words that were said to your friend's face and then different words that were said behind your friend's back. If there is no love, you are just noise. These people that he's writing to, they had a lot of words, but he's saying, hey, if there's no love, it's noise. And he goes on to say, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and have all the knowledge and then I have faith that can move mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. This is talking to the people that say, you know, like, he was writing to people that said, philosophy and knowledge is everything. You have everything if you have philosophy and knowledge. And he's saying, if you don't have love in there, you have nothing. You can have all the knowledge. You can have all the straight A's. You can, you can be the smartest and outwit anybody and be the best at debating. But if you have no love, you're, you don't have anything. And then it goes on to say, this this is the the goody two-shoes syndrome here. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body the hardship that I may boast. If I give everything so that I could look good, people think I'm the nice person, but inside I'm doing it selfishly because I want to be recognized. If I'm doing all of that, even laying my entire life down, but I don't have love, I've gained nothing. I've gained nothing in that situation. That whole reason I was nice to that person is so I could gain karma points, but you have gained nothing if there is no love there. And then he slips into this passage that is like, it's the same thought, but it's so jarring, because it's almost he returned and went to a different page. Because he starts talking about love. Because he says without love, but now he's talking about love. And you'll read about this, you'll see this, that it almost sounds like he's describing a person Not an action. It says love is patient, that's kind, that doesn't envy, it doesn't boast, it's not proud, it does not dishonor others, it's not self seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, it always perseveres. That's a tall order. And then it's followed up by this sense love never fails. I want you to think about your life. I want you to think about you as a person and imagine the love that you give to the person you love the most in life. Is it even close to being that perfect? I mean, it's a target to shoot for, but I've never even gotten close to that. I've been married five years and I don't think I've ever loved my wife that well. And I've tried. But I'm human. And then he goes on to talk about humility, saying even the best thing, even the best prophecies are only a fraction of how good it will be when Jesus comes back. And then he talks about maturity, and this is specifically for this room, this youthful, young, energized, slightly reckless room, saying, hey, when I was a kid, I acted like a kid. I behaved like a kid. I thought like a kid. But now that I'm growing up, I've left those things behind. Do you see the natural progression of a different life, of a changed heart? And then it finally comes down to this. It says, you can have all these things. You can have all these things. And now these are the three that remain after all of this. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Now, I want to go back to when he was talking about love and how it sounded like a person. And how it sounded like shoes that you couldn't fit. What was he getting these people to hear? I was listening to a Tim Keller sermon and he just opened my eyes on this of what scripture was really saying. And he says in the Greek, in the, in the, in the original Greek, this, these descriptions of love were actually saying exactly what the Corinthians weren't. Like all the chapters leading up to this, these were the words to describe what they were doing wrong. And then he finally goes, here's what's right Here's the most excellent way. And so if he's referring back to what he's already said, he's also referring to something he reminded them of, that he's not here to talk about what you think is right or what I think is right. I'm here to talk about Jesus on the cross, him crucified, his resurrection. This love piece that's sounding a lot like a person, could it perhaps not only describe to us tonight the vision of Element Love Unlimited, but could it also introduce us to a man named Jesus who walked on this planet and show us some of his characteristics, show, show us some of his heart? I think it could. Because in First John, chapter 14, 4, verse 16, it says God is love. And if you read the Gospels... Jesus claims, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, saying, I'm God. Put your faith in me. Now, if Jesus is God and God is love, we could easily switch his name out in this scripture. And it would introduce us to the the person, to the Savior that Jesus is. And remember, element is all about this. Element is all about introducing you to the Savior of the universe We do not expect you to come here fixed. We do not expect you to walk through those doors having everything right. We don't expect you to walk through those doors solving the issues of life on your own. No, 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 no. We expect you to come in here broken. Looking back on your summer and thinking about all the sloppy living that you've done. Looking back on last school year going, it can't be the same way Or every day is going to be miserable. We expect you walking in here needing something something that looks a lot like love, something that looks a lot like who Jesus Christ says he is. I'm going to read this scripture back to you and I'm going to switch it out so that you can see what I'm talking about. Jesus is patient. How patient. How about suffering, literally getting ripped to shreds for the sins that you have committed? Stepping in front of that bullet, taking it for you and saying, God, I'll take the punishment they deserve, let them go free. Hanging on a cross for hours while people spit on him. And while they spit on him, he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. How patient. Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. Jesus doesn't envy. He doesn't boast. He's not proud. He doesn't dishonor others. He's not self-seeking. He gave it all for you. You are his reward. He's not easily angered. Keeps no record of wrongs. I think so many of us walk through those doors just imagining God mad at us. But here's a different description. If God is love and Jesus claims to be God, he's hanging on a cross dying for your sins, saying, what sins? You're clean, you're free to go, I've forgiven you. He keeps no record of wrongs when you walk with him. Jesus does not delight in evil, but he rejoices in the truth. God is not joyful when bad things are happening to you. Far from it. Far from it. Jesus is always protecting when you're with him. He is always trusting when you're with him. He is always hoping when you are with him. You know, Always persevering when you're with him. Jesus never fails. Now that you know that Jesus is love, I want you to just close your eyes. I want you to put the palms of your hands on your knees out in front of you and i want you to listen to this scripture after we have just covered the fact the idea the premise that love is a person it is an action it is not a product that we need to produce but rather it's a gift that we get to pass on this is 1 john chapter 3 verses 10 through 19 this is love And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. And if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, that we will be confident on the day of judgment In this world, we are like Jesus. We pass on the love that he gives. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out all fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made in perfect love. Why? Because we love because he first loved us. Element, love, never fails. Jesus never fails fails. Jesus never fails. Thanks for joining Element. To find out more, go to thirdcityc.org slash students.